only helps and does a great job over at the Christian school, but uh, on Sunday mornings while we're in the auditorium here, we have two children's church services going on at the same time in the back, and one of those is the super church, the younger three to six-year-olds, and Mrs. Trainmore has a large part in that super church time, and uh, she may be leaving us now, even heading back that way, but we appreciate her singing and her faithfulness in the work here at Tabernacle in the ministry. Let's turn in our Bibles, please, to James chapter 2. I do appreciate your prayers for uh, myself and the group of young people that we had that went to Cleveland, North Carolina for two and a half, three days uh, this past weekend up to a youth marathon. God really blessed over four services we heard from eight different preachers and the young people in the teen room this morning gave uh, testimonies at the first part of our Sunday school class about some things that God helped them in. Maybe we'll hear from a few of those even tonight uh, during the evening service. Hope you'll be here in church tonight and we appreciate the watch care over the ladies. They got to go to a ladies meeting down in Columbia. I think we had 20-some that uh, joined that group, and I had good reports come back from the good meeting they had down there as well. So appreciate the Lord's safety and watch care over these groups as they traveled and uh, the Lord's good hand. I'm telling you, on Thursday, if you remember Thursday, we got a lot of rain I was driving that bus through what I would call a monsoon. Man, it was coming down. But I do appreciate the Lord's goodness, his safety, as uh, we got there safe and enjoyed that good meeting. All right. James chapter 2. So glad you're in church and uh, glad we can look at the Bible together today. James chapter 2. I want to read one verse of Scripture out of verse number 23. James chapter 2. And verse number 23, the Bible says this, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend, that's a capital F right there, the friend of God. I want to preach this morning on this subject, this thought. Let me tell you about my friend. Let me tell you about my friend. Let's pray before the message. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the word of God. And Lord, I pray that what you have to say to us this morning, Lord, would be, Lord, that that we need. And, and Lord, may you take Lord, use me as a vessel this morning just to declare, thus saith the Lord. I pray you'd speak to hearts as only you can. Lord, meet with us. Help us, Lord, around your word. We need to hear from you today. And Lord, I pray you'd help us to get self and, and our own thoughts out of the way. May you be exalted. May Christ be magnified this day from this pulpit. As we've been reminded often, sir, we would see Jesus, and I pray Jesus would be magnified today. And we thank you for what you'll do in hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, 
Amen and amen. Well, I, I see Abraham as one of those patriarchs in the book of Genesis. Abraham, that one who was uh, called out and God through him would bless other people and nations of the earth through uh, the seed of Abraham. And Abraham is the father of the faithful. Amen. Thank God for that. But we see here in this text, Abraham in verse 23 was called specifically the friend of God. Boy, that's a great title. Amen. How many of you all this morning want God to be your friend? Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's a great uh, title. That's a great matter of life is to have a friendship with God. Other Text in the Bible referred to Abraham as the friend of God. Matter of fact, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, uh, down in verse 7, he is called God's friend. God's friend. That's a, that's a great thing, a worthy thing. But Isaiah chapter 41, I want you to turn to the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 41, and let's look at this from a little different angle today. It's wonderful that God was a friend to Abraham and Abraham was a friend of God, but I particularly want you to see this morning God's heart in the matter. Isaiah chapter 41, verse number 8, the Bible says, But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen the seed of Abraham, and Abraham here in verse number 8 is called my friend. By God Almighty speaking from heaven, he declared through the prophet Isaiah that Abraham is my friend. It's personal with God that God has claimed Abraham and his friendship. God has called him my friend. He's my friend. And I'm glad God viewed Abraham in that way. Do you know how important it is in your life that God is your friend? Where would any of us be without the friendship of God? I think about the Apostle Paul and all the adversity he faced in ministry. And uh, we think about him being shipwrecked and him being stoned and all the other adversity that Paul faced in his ministry. Matter of fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, as the life of Paul was coming to a conclusion and he was writing those closing comments about the Lord and, and his last words on this earth, as we would have recorded in the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 4 says in verse 16, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray, God, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, amen, the Bible says the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. When all had forsaken Paul, I'm glad Paul had a friend in the Lord, amen, that did not leave him nor forsake him. God stayed near to Paul in some of the lowest and darkest days of his life. 
How many of you all have been there in some dark times and low points in your life and you had a friend, amen, that stick a closer than a brother, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God that he is my friend and he can be your friend, amen. Many of y'all know that and are close with God and he's your friend. The Bible says in Proverbs 17, and I think we apply this uh, to other people and we should as far as what a true friend is all about. But the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17, a friend loveth at all times. I'm looking at that today from the Lord's perspective. I, I'm glad God, amen, loves us, amen, even when we're unlovely, amen, or unlovable. God, amen, commendeth his love toward us. The Bible said, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I'm glad for the love of God towards sinful man. Amen. I'm glad we have a friend in the Lord. I'm glad God's more than a fair weather friend. You know, some people will be friendly to you and friendly about you and around you when things are going well, but you let something happen in your life and it seems like some friends just disappear. I'm glad God's not like that. I'm glad that even through trials and troubles, amen, all men forsook Paul, but God didn't forsake him, amen. The Lord stood with the apostle Paul. And I'm glad God's more than just a friend when things are going well. Amen. I'm glad God's a friend to this church. Amen. I'm glad God's a friend to our families. I'm glad God's a friend in my personal life. I thank God for his friendship and that he considers us to be his friend as declared in prophet Isaiah. Now, we not only see the importance of God's friendship by way of introduction, I want to see the investment in God's friendship. You know, true friendship is a two-way street. Am I right in saying that? It's not just one-sided. And I'm, I'm glad to declare today God's my friend. Amen. From God's perspective, looking at me, I have a friend in the Lord that considers me as a child of God, as a son of God, as being part of the family of God. God is my friend from his perspective. But listen, I need to invest in my friendship toward the Lord. You need to be a friend to God. You need to invest in that friendship from your perspective, from my perspective. We need to be a friend toward the Lord. Amen? Amen? Turn to Isaiah, if you will, in the Old Testament. I'm sorry, the book of Psalms, book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, Psalm 41, Psalm 41. I want, to, I want to show you a verse here about David, this being a Psalm of David, Psalm 41, verse 9. Psalm 41, verse number 9. The Bible says, Yea, mine own familiar friend, 
we see there is a familiarity in this friendship with David. Familiar friend. That word familiar has to do being accustomed by frequent conversing, well acquainted with, intimate or close. David's referring to a familiar friend. Yea, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted. That's having faith in somebody or trust, something, a, a person that you have confidence in, maybe that you've confided in, that you have relied upon. This is no passing friendship that David refers to here. This is somebody that evidently has been close to him. Do you see that in the text? I'm not making this stuff up, amen. It's right there in the Bible. Yea, mine own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread. So evidently this is one that David would have over to his house. This is one that David had invited in to the close quarters where he would offer bread as a friend to this individual. This is a fellowshipping friend. We got a familiar friend, one that has uh, faith in this friend, one that's a fellowshipping friend, one that did eat of my bread. The Bible says of this same person, verse 9, David said, hath lifted up his heel against me. Can you imagine? Somebody that David was close to, somebody maybe that David had confidence in, somebody that David had confided in and trusted in, somebody that had even been over to his house and had bread with him. Can you imagine somebody like that raising up his heel, lifting up his heel against David? to turn against the very one that showed such concern for his friend that somebody would treat him like that. Boy, that happens in life, don't it? Maybe somebody you considered familiar and that you had trust in and fellowship with that maybe in a time of adversity they prove the lack of true friendship and they forsake that friendship. They turn on that friendship. Lifted up his heel against me. Now this familiar friend, this friend that's been trusted, uh, uh, faith in this friend, this fellowshipping friend has now become a forsaking friend, one that has turned their back on their friendship. Listen, all people that are called friends may uh, prove otherwise as time goes on that they may not be the friend you think they are. And that's sad. That's a sad commentary. You know, I found out uh, just observing people and uh, years in the ministry and dealing with situation and problems, some people consider others to be a friend. Now listen closely to me. For what they can get out of or receive from somebody else. Y'all know I'm telling you the truth this morning. Amen. I speak the truth and I lie not. As long as maybe somebody's providing some uh, monetary, uh, maybe providing a meal or providing some uh, money or something that they're doing, uh, man, you have all kinds of friends. But you let the money run out, you might run out of your friends. 
You know I'm telling you the truth. You know a real friend will be there when there's no money, no advantage, no recognition, no benefits, amen. But uh, that friend will be a true friend, amen, when there's nothing to be gained in return. True friend. I'm glad God's my friend, but I want to be a friend of the Lord. I tell you, there'll be times in life where the clouds will be dark and your world will be falling and caving in around you. It seems like when you pray, the heaven is as brass. There'll be times that when uh, seemingly blessings have all dried up, when you're in the midst of a trial, listen, don't be a fair-weather friend to the Lord, amen. When things are difficult and things are hard, you still be a friend to the Lord. Amen. Don't be a fair-weather friend. I want to ask you this morning, this is kind of a, a twist on this thought. What kind of friend are you to the Lord? We know from the Bible, God's, God's our friend, amen? But my question this morning is this, what kind of friend, and I'm going to, amen, stick the plow in here a little bit, what kind of friend are you to the Lord? That's a sobering question. You know, the friendship of God has some, has some boundaries on it. James chapter 4, verse number 4, the Bible says, at the latter part of that verse, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I tell you, if you want to be a real friend to Jesus, you'll quit all that sinful living, amen? If you want to be a friend with God, you'll, as, as the children's song goes, amen, will put the world behind you and the Lord, amen, before you. You'll not be a friend of this world. You can't serve God and mammon. Either you'll love the one and hate the other, or hate the one and love the other. You cannot be a friend of this world and a friend of God at the same time. What kind of friend are you to the Lord? We don't need fair weather Christians, amen. That when everything's going well and everything's all glorious and happy in your life, then that's when you're a friend to God. But when things fall apart in your life, by all means, don't forsake the Lord. That's when you need him. Amen. Yes. Be a friend of the Lord even when things aren't looking so well in your life. Amen. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, verse 24, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sick a closer than a brother. Man that hath friends, we always apply that to having friendships in life and, and others being our friend. You know, uh, it's hard to be around people that are not friendly. It really is. I appreciate people that look me in the eyeball with a, and have a smile on their face and, amen, stick out a, a hand and greet you. I, I just enjoy being around others that show themselves friendly. Have you ever tried to talk to somebody and they won't hardly look at you and won't talk back? We all appreciate people that will show themselves kind and friendly 
And listen, I, I hope Tabernacle Baptist Church is considered a friendly church, and I believe it is, amen. We, we have people visiting our church, amen. They need, to, they need to feel so welcome, amen. They ought to be flooded with people that's greeting them and telling them how much they're glad they're here, amen. I didn't make it up to the balcony. We got some folks visiting up here in the balcony, amen. And uh, we're glad you're here today, amen. And we want Tabernacle to be a friendly Friendly church, amen. But I'm thinking about that verse this morning toward the Lord. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there's a friend that said close to a brother, listen, if you're going to have a friendship with God, you got to go to God more than just when you need him. How many people use God as a friend like some do in this world, just when they need something, they show up on the doorstep. Give me, give me, give me. Oh, I'm in need. I need help. And, and all of a sudden, they become your friend when they need something. Oh, may God help us today, church. Listen to me. Listen to me. May we not be a fair-weather friend with the Lord. May we just not go running to the Lord when we need something. May we be a friend that shows ourselves friendly to the Lord. How many of you get up every morning and that's the first thing you think about is the Lord? That you want to walk with the Lord and you want to talk with the Lord all throughout the day and he is on your heart and he is in communion with you in fellowship. That's a relationship as a friend, Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I think my wife and I were in deep trouble if she never spoke to me. Amen. If we didn't converse, if we didn't talk with each other, we didn't spend time with each other, that'd be a bad thing. But we enjoy each other's conversations. We enjoy each other's company. Amen. How much time, listen, do we show ourselves friendly toward the Lord? I'm glad he's a friend that's sick of closer than the brother. I'm glad he's my friend and his uh, heart toward me is a heart of friendship. May I in return be that friend to God, amen, and treat him as my best friend. Amen. I mentioned Jennifer and I's relationship with each other. Listen, the closer we get to God, each of us as individuals, the closer we can be to each other. Amen. It's important that the Lord is my friend and I show that friendliness and I show that heart and love for him as my friend. I'm glad God considers me his friend, but I want God to know he's my friend. I've mentioned before in the Song of Solomon there that that girl that was asked of the those women of Jerusalem to tell them why this beloved of hers was so special. And she began to describe him from head to foot and talk about how wonderful he was. And she ended that statement at the end of that chapter in Song of Solomon and said of that one, her beloved, she said, he's my friend. Amen. I'm glad the Lord is my friend today. Do you treat the Lord as a, as a true friend?
Now, I want to spend just the remainder of the time we have this morning. I want to give you about four things. And I want to tell you this morning about my friend. Let's turn first of all in the Bible to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Can I tell you a little bit about my friend this morning? Amen. Will you, will you give me your attention, your focus this morning? Let me tell you about my friend, the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 15, verse number 13, a familiar verse. The Bible says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his, for his friends. For his friends. I want to tell you, first of all, this morning, he's a friend that can bring deliverance to a soul. He can bring deliverance to a soul. The lovely Lord Jesus Christ showed himself as a friend to this lost and dying world. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Greater love hath no man than this. I mentioned this the other night. I can't remember why I mentioned it or what part of a message or maybe just some comments. But David and Jonathan had a love one for another that surpassed the love of women. And I know the world and liberals that try to pin knife the Bible and look for errors and mistakes try to put some perverted twist on that love between David and Jonathan. But that verse and that very, that very love they had one for another is explained in John 15, verse number 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. They were willing to die one for another. What deep love that you would Give your life for someone else. And in Romans chapter 5, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. I love my family, and I, I, I've said this publicly many times before. I'd be willing to jump in front of harm's way and give my life for my family. I love them, and I'm willing to do that. Peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. I don't care how good somebody else is. I tell you, you have to swallow hard to jump in front of a bullet or, or to protect somebody else. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You talk about showing themselves friendly toward this world that Jesus was willing to die for the sins of the whole world so you one day could have the opportunity to repent of your sin and trust Christ as your Savior. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I tell you, Jesus is your only hope of having heaven as your eternity instead of being cast into hell. Jesus died and took your place. You talk about a friend, right there's a friend. He's a friend to sinners. As he was uh, worded there in the New Testament, a friend of publicans and sinners, amen. Jesus came to save sinners. 
and that's you. I'm glad for God being a friend, the Lord Jesus Christ being my friend. He's a friend that can bring deliverance to a soul. Second of all, he's a friend that can help the destitute in spirit. You know, when all others may forsake you and you might feel like you don't have a friend in the world, we heard the testimony of a preacher, Brother Voles. He's out of Kentucky, Brother Keith Voles. He preached one of the messages and he bore his heart. I had some of the young people saying, that's the best preaching they'd ever heard in their life. And that was, that was a great commentary. It was a great message. Brother Keith Voles preached and He's talking about people being too casual with their Christianity and especially at the house of God. And, and uh, of course, some reference to that would obviously have to do about clothing, but it was more about the heart, about people's attitude about church. And we've become way too casual in spirit with worshiping and, and serving God. But he bore his heart about a time in his life when his child his boy died and what his mind was going through and although people were texting and trying to show their support and comfort for that young man and his wife as they lost a child in in his childhood that his mind was turned all kinds of different directions and you can only imagine and try to put yourself in the shoes of somebody that's lost a child and he was saying people were reaching out to him, but it, it just wasn't something at that time that maybe later on, but at that time was not that big of a help because the one that could help him was the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you have been through, but I'm glad Jesus, amen, is a friend that can help the destitute in spirit. God can be very close as your friend through troubled times. And that brings me back, Proverbs 17, a friend loveth at all times, amen. Even those dark, destitute times of life, I'm glad he's my friend. He's my friend. Number three, let me tell you about my friend. Number three, he's a friend that can comfort in difficult times. He can comfort in difficult times. A friend that hath friends must show himself friendly. And uh, there is a friend that sticketh closer, sticketh closer than a brother. I'm glad Jesus is that friend. He sent the comforter, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of God to comfort our hearts. And I'm glad when things are falling apart and unraveling, God is the comfort of my heart. He's a real friend. Do you have friends in the world like that? Do you have friends around you like that? That if you're having a hard time, they'll put their arm around you and let you know they're, they're near, they're close? Well, there's no friend like Jesus. There's no friend like Jesus. And then last of all, I'll close with this. Let's turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. The 
Bible says in the great shepherd psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I'm glad for that nearness of the great shepherd of the sheep, the good shepherd of the sheep, the chief shepherd of the sheep. I'm glad he's my shepherd, personal. He's my shepherd. We have faced recently several that have died, either extended family member of our church folks or a few recently out of our church that have passed away. Miss Rappinchuk here this morning recently lost her husband by way of death. I'm glad one day, amen, Miss Rappinchuk, we're going to get to have that glad reunion day, amen, amen. But I'm glad through times like that of sorrow and death, Psalm 23, the Bible says, and we'll, we'll look toward the end of Psalm 23, verse 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's a promise that one day we're going to dwell with the Lord forever and ever. But you know what Psalm 23 says before we get to the glorious end of these comments about my shepherd, my friend? Look, please, earlier in the text, the Bible says in verse number 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He's a friend that walks with us through death. I'm glad that uh, the Lord is my friend. I appreciate dying grace. There's been songs written about dying grace. There's been people preach about dying grace. And listen, you don't need it until it's time to have it and, and, and need it at that time. I'm glad that God is a friend that will guide us through death. I'm glad God is that one that's a friend in times of loss in this life. I'm glad he is a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. Are you glad you have a friend this morning named Jesus? Is he your friend? If he is your friend, by all means, church, you seek to be a good friend to Jesus. There's no doubt that he's my friend, Dr. Aiken. Amen. He's my friend, but I want to be a good friend to Jesus. Amen. I want to be a good friend to him. All right, let's bow our heads, please, for prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We pray you would drive it deep into our hearts today. Lord, we're glad that you are our friend. Lord, help us to be a, a friend to you. Help us, Lord, not to have yet the list of our things that we need to give attention to in any given day. Lord, may you be in the foremost and forefront of our thoughts and our heart, our desires. Lord, help us to love you and show ourselves friendly towards you. Lord, every chance, Lord, every opportunity we get. Lord, thank you for being our friend. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you died for our sin. Lord, that we could have salvation full and free through the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from all sin. 
Lord, I pray during this invitation time today, God, those that's been touched in heart, Lord, would respond to the truth of God and come. Maybe somebody lost, Lord, may they step out from where they are and come and have somebody take a Bible and show them how they can be saved. Lord, we thank you for this time around your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand to our feet, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Brother Stevens is going to sing a hymn of invitation in just a moment. And as I prayed, if you have realized through this service or maybe come to this service knowing that you need the Lord, would you come today? We'll be sure to hook you up with somebody that has a Bible and show you how they can, how you can be saved and know the Lord as your Savior. Would you come at this time? Brother Steve. Jesus is all the world amen, to me, amen. my friend in trial sore. I go to him for blessings and he gives them more and more. He sends the sunshine Amen. and the rain. He sends the harvest golden grain. Sunshine and rain, harvest of grain. He's my friend. We want to give folks at the altar time to pray. Brother Stephen, sing another verse. If you need to come, God's dealt with your heart. You do that, Brother Stephen. Jesus is all the world to me. I want no better friend. I trust him now. I trust him when life's fleeting day shall end. Beautiful life with such a friend. Beautiful life that has no end. Eternal life, eternal joy. He's my friend, for he is so Amen. precious to me. So precious to me, tis heaven below, my Redeemer to know, for he is so precious to me. Amen. Very appropriate singing this morning during the invitation time. Thank you, Brother Stevens, for picking that number. Uh, let's uh, have a word of prayer. Hope to see you tonight in the evening service. We have uh, the observance of the Lord's table tonight, and we want you to be here. That's a special time as a church family as we remember the Lord's death till he come. And want you to be uh, here for that special time during the evening service and I hope to see you then. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for this time together around your word in the house of God. Thank you for Tabernacle Baptist Church. Pray you bless 
as these folks go home, Lord, help us to have a safe journey and be back tonight. And uh, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Show yourself friendly. Greet somebody before you leave. May the Lord bless you.